Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to Depictions Media Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay. Good morning. As you all know, we're traveling to Lake Charles in New Orleans today as part of getting back, getting America back on track tour. The president will deliver remarks in Lake Charles where he will lay out the choice facing the American people, either investing in the middle class and our economic strength or cutting taxes for the wealthy and big corporations. In New Orleans, he'll tour the Carlton water plant and discuss the critical need for investments in water infrastructure. We need to act on infrastructure. In Louisiana alone, there are over 1,600 bridges and 3,400 miles of highway in poor condition. In the past decade, Louisianians have seen a nearly 10% increase in commute times. In the past decade, the state has experienced dozens of extreme weather events, costing the state up to $50 billion in damages. 60% of Louisianans live in areas where there is only one internet provider with access that meets minimally acceptable speeds. At, and the data show that Louisianans' drinking water infrastructure alone will require more than $7 billion in additional funding over the next 20 years. The President's American Jobs Plan, if passed, would address all of the urgent needs and much more. Both Lake Charles and New Orleans are examples of why our country needs big, bold investments in resilient, forward-looking forward -looking infrastructure from climate change-related natural disasters and weather events to systemic underfunding. These Louisiana cities show, show why we need to make critical investments in our country's physical and human infrastructure, infrastructure to be com competitive in the 21st century. And also in the remarks in Lake Charles, uh, President Biden will lay out the stark contrast between the middle class agenda he's outlined, investing in working families, investing in infrastructure, creating jobs, and strengthening our economy, and an opposing vision that has placed tax cuts for the wealthy and giveaways to big corporations overall over over all else. Standing in front of a 70-year-old bridge, 20 years older than its designed lifespan, the president will talk about the investments that a, that a fairer tax code will pay for in our country's infrastructure and its economic vitality. 
including $115 billion for roads and bridges and hundreds of billions of dollars more in upgrading our electrical grid and water infrastructure, rebuilding homes and, and other areas. He'll also underscore the economic impact of these investments, particularly what they mean for working class Americans, noting that nearly 90% of infrastructure jobs created by his plan wouldn't require a college degree. As the president has said before, this is a blue collar blueprint to build America. In Lake Charles, the president will also be joined by a Republican mayor who recently penned an op-ed with the Democratic mayor of Shreveport on the need to pass the American Jobs Act and the Democratic governor of Louisiana. And he'll note that these investments in our infrastructure have been bipartisan priorities for decades. And he'll, also, he'll, he'll pose a basic question to, to the country and to members of Congress. What is better for America? A tax cut to make corporations and CEO, CEOs richer or investments that will make our country stronger and make, make life better for people who build and sustain this country? Today, the White House released fact sheets that highlight the need for, for an impact of the investment proposed by President Biden in the fa American Families Plan in states and territories across the country. Individual fact sheets were released for each of the 50 states, the District of Columbia, and the U.S. territories, including America, Samoa, Guam, Northern Mariana Islands, and Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. The fact sheets highlight how many families would benefit from free community college and universal pre-K, the high cost of childcare, the number of workers who lack access to paid family leave, and the thousands of dollars families and workers would save in tax cuts and credits in every state. Also today, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Secretary Becerra announced that nearly 940,000 Americans have signed up for health insurance through healthcare.gov as a result of the Biden administration's special enrollment period for the COVID-19 public health emergency. From now until August 15, 2021, consumers who want to enroll in coverage, compare, compare plan offerings, or see if they qualify for more affordable premiums can visit healthcare.gov to view 2021 plans and prices and enroll in a plan that best meets their needs. Also today, data from the National Center for Education Statistics show that in March, 54% of K through eight schools were open for full-time in-person learning and 88% were open for either full-time in-person and or hybrid learning. Reaffirming that we reached the president's goal of reopening the majority of K through eight schools ahead of schedule. Today's data also shows positive trend lines of increasing numbers of Black, Hispanic, Asian, and American Indian Alaska Native students enrolled in in-person learning since January. Both the President and Secretary Cardona are encouraged by this important process, progress, but the administration will not rest until 100% of schools are safely open for full-time in-person learning for all students, especially with many Black, Hispanic, and Asian students, as well as multilingual learners and students with disabilities still learning fully remote. The, the Department of Education will continue to work with students, families, educator states, and districts to ensure our education 
system serves all students, not just some. All right, Josh, you want to kick us off? Oh, sorry. You want to go ahead first? I'll, I'll go off here. Sure. Okay. Uh, let's just talk up really loud because we can't hear a single word. Okay, I'm so sorry. I will do my best. Uh, thanks again so much. Uh, real simple, Florida signed in new laws on voting today. They're slightly different from Georgia. What is the administration's take on what Florida is doing? Thanks, Josh, for the question. Uh, the 2020 election was one of the most secure elections in American history. There's no legitimate reason to change the rules right now to make it harder to vote. That's built on a lie. The only reason to change the rules right now is if you don't like who voted, and that should be out of bounds. There are some states with bad laws that are trying to make them good, and some states with good laws trying to make them even better. That's moving forward. Florida is moving in the wrong direction. We need to be working to make sure voting is secure and convenient, and that's part of why we need to laws like HR1. You're going to a state that has consistently voted Republican for presidential candidates uh, since 2000, trying to push an infrastructure and families plan. You've already heard Republicans say they don't want your tax increases and they don't want to go more than 600 billion. So how much is the administration willing to come down or does it expect Republicans to meet it somewhere in the middle? Well, let me just first say that one of the, re the reasons that he's going to Louisiana is, and the president says this all the time, even though he is a Democratic president, he's a president for everyone, right? For Republicans, Democrats, independents. And so he is coming to Louisiana to talk about clearly the American Jobs Plan, which by the way, is very popular with Republicans, with independents, and with Democrats. And so as far as the negotiations, uh, that as far as the, the negotiations, we are, we are all for the good faith efforts. Uh, we are going to continue to have conversations with Republicans and Democrats uh, about ways to make this happen. We have to remember, when we, when we think about this infrastructure plan, we think about the American Jobs Plan, it is a once in a generation uh, investment in our country. And this is not just about this moment, this is about the future. And so this is how this president looks at it. And not only that, as we all know, what, what he also put in the plan is that this could fully pay for itself. And so the, the only red line that this president has is inaction. We cannot, uh, we cannot go back to where we were before, uh, before this pandemic. We have to keep moving forward. So like I said, we will he will continue to have conversations with uh, the Democrats and Republicans, which he has been doing. I think I said this on the last time I was on, on the plane, which was the, the first 100 days, both, uh, both the president and White House uh, senior official met with more than 130 congressional members from both sides of the aisle. And so that's what we're gonna continue to do. Next week, he's on May 12th, he's gonna meet with uh, the bipartisan leadership from both Congress, uh, from both the House and the Senate. And so he's gonna continue to have that conversation. Uh, Capito, as we know, she put forth uh, um, a, a counter offer. He's gonna have a conversation uh, with her and the, and the senators of her choosing once that meeting is locked in. Is another red line, is this to be clear, is another red line no deficit spending? Is that 100% his, his, his position? So let's talk about the deficit spending for a second. Um, so raising or suspending the debt ceiling does not authorize new spending. 
it merely allows Treasury to meet obligation that Congress had already approved, right? So what we have currently, as you know, Alex, is like what Congress has approved uh, already and what previous Congress has approved. When we talk about the American Jobs Plan, we talk about the Americans Family Plan, that is going to be paid for, right? That's, the, that's what he put into the plan. So we expect Congress to act in a timely manner to raise or suspend the debt ceiling as they've done three times on a broad bipartisan basis during the last administration. But, but to be clear, on these on these plans, he is not going to favor anything that 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 would uh, add to the to the debt or deficit. We're, we're, we don't want to conflate the two. That's what we're trying to say, right? No, but, the president yesterday said it's got to be paid for. It's got to be paid. right because he believes that we can. His economic policy has always been this, which is. We have to meet everyone. We have to. Everyone has to come and 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 actually, um, uh, you know, get the right experience from the economic where economic uh, uh, when we have an economic flow, an economic rise, right? When we think about the GDP going up, it should it should benefit everyone. And so this is why he believes we cannot put this burden on on uh, on on Americans, and it wants to make sure that it's paid for. That this plan is continues to be paid for. That's why he put that in there. And so we're going to have a conversation. He's going to have the conversation. White House senior officials will have conversations with Republicans, with Democrats on how to move forward with this plan. But again, he believes that we cannot put the burden on the American people, especially in this moment of this pandemic, this economic crisis. So we have to figure out how to pay for this. And he's willing to negotiate. That's what he said yesterday. Um, but he wants to make sure that this plan is paid for. So deficit spending isn't you know, the president has said deficit spending is a line. He also said yesterday that he would be willing to come down on the corporate tax increase. At the same time, the White House has said they're against user fees like gasoline tax increases or vehicle miles taxes to fund this project. So if he does come down on the corporate tax increases, what other pay-fors would the White House support to make sure this is deficit neutral? We're going to keep having, we're going to have those conversations with congressional members, right? We'll, we will put up, we will, he put out his plan, right? He laid it out the way that he thought this should be done. And we have to remember this kind of, this, these, this economic policy, when you look at the investment in infrastructure, when you look at the investment in people and families with the American Families Plan, this is something that is deeply needed in this country to move forward. We're talking about years and years, uh, generations of uh, really lifting up people um, and making it easy for folks, uh, just everyday Americans. So we're gonna have those conversations. He's gonna talk to uh, congressional members next week and we will we will see where we land and what, what the negotiations are. I, I don't have more to, to say on that. I just had one more. On the COVID vaccine waivers, there are reports that Secretary Raimondo and other administration officials were opposed to granting those waivers. Uh, can you confirm that? And if so, are their opposition, is that going to be taken into account when Ambassador Tai is in negotiations with the WTO over the extent of this waiver? So I can say this, there was no split. Uh, we discussed this issue and listened to a number of experts before presenting options to the president. That is exactly how government should work. And if we go back to the campaign, the president supported this, uh, the waiver, as you know. And, uh, and the way that he talked about it then is as a humanitarian 
uh, uh, right. Like we need to we need to lead on this issue and help save lives. We have to understand that we are, as you all know, because we are, are standing here with masks, and we all know that we have been living in an unprecedented time with this pandemic, and we have to do everything that we can to save lives. So this is a decision, as you know, that 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 the United States has taken. Uh, this is a WTO process and there will be conversation. This will take time. It's not going to happen tomorrow or the next day. It will take a few months before this happens and we will continue to have the conversation and um, and uh, and also just continue the negotiations. Just to confirm, you just said the options were presented to the president. That means the president made this decision? I'm so sorry. You said that options were presented to the president. Does that mean the president was involved in and made this decision? He made and, this and, decision. Did you say, did you answer specifically about whether uh, Commerce Secretary Raimondo was opposed to this? I said there's no, there was no split in this decision. Okay. Yes. And then just how would you respond to people like uh, Congresswoman uh, Ocasio-Cortez who say you actually need to use this kind of strategy more broadly to deal with things like uh, insulin, uh, other uh, areas of the, uh, you know, where uh, medical prices are too high for people? Look, I'll say this, look, we, we support the waiver, as you know. Obviously, this is a, a complex issue, uh, and there will be a lot of work and details ahead to make sure that uh, the end result is, is fits for the purpose. And that's what we're focusing right now. How do we save lives in this middle of the pandemic? That is our focus. It's about the, the waiver is clearly uh, the, uh, the intellectual properties uh, protection is on the COVID uh, vaccine, and that's our focus and right what now. What are you telling the industry about their uh, opposition to this? Uh, how do you respond to that? What do you to the to the Pfizer to all of these companies that are saying this? Look, well, look, you know these companies we've been working closely with have been saving lives, and uh, you know we will continue to work closely with them to make the life-saving benefits available to most people as quickly as possible, including through our existing contracts. So, uh, I support the infrastructure plan, but polls show the Republicans, majority of them do not support the infrastructure plan. Why are you saying that Republicans support the, the president? The polling that we have seen, uh, as, as far as the American Jobs Plan, first of all, let me step back. Infrastructure, in general, has for, for a long time, right? American Jobs Plan. Well, we've seen polling that has shown that the American Jobs Plan is popular. We have seen polling. Republicans support the American Jobs Plan? Well, we've seen Republicans and Democrats and independents supporting the American Jobs Plan and even how to pay for it. Like, we have seen the, that polling. Um, and uh, there are elements of the American Families Plan that are also popular. When you think about universal pre-K, when you think about paying for two years of community college. Um, so there, we, there are polling that out there that has shown the popularity of our... The polling that's out there shows that the majority of Republicans oppose it. So some Republicans do support it, but the majority do not. Here's the thing, we're here in Louisiana, we're on this tour, and we're gonna continue to have the conversation and talk, talk directly to the American people. Last week, as we know, we did the joint address. The president spoke directly to the American people about his plan. Here's how we see it. We see it in this moment, especially in this moment of the pandemic. We need to invest in this country. We need to invest in people. And, um, and that's how, uh, and that's what this plan is gonna do. It'll have a longer lasting effect 
especially after what we've seen this, this, this past year. And look, if you think about the American Rescue Plan, that was uh, overwhelmingly popular. We have seen evidence of that working as we're looking at the vaccine uh, str comprehensive strategy that the president has put forth, as we're looking um, at, at the $1,400 check, the direct relief that Americans have had. And so we want to continue to build on, on that. And that's how we see this. this. White House have any comment to the reports that are circulating that the Amtrak conductor that Biden referenced in his speech on Friday had actually been retired for 20 years when Biden said he made those comments. Does the White House have any comment or statement on that? I haven't seen I haven't seen that, but the president's long history with with Amtrak and appreciation for the hardworking employees is very well known. Uh, he he was proud to commemorate Amtrak's 50th anniversary just last Friday, as as we are noting, and to highlight the need for job creating investments in America's infrastructure. On uh, Ukraine, what's the president's current position on NATO's application? Oh, sorry, Ukraine's application to join the NATO alliance. I'm sorry. Say, say that last part so hard to hear. Ukraine has asked to join the NATO alliance. Can you explain the president's current position? Yeah, so let me just first say that uh, Secretary Blinken is in Kyiv right now to affirm our support uh, for Ukraine's sovereignty, territorial integrity, and independence. Uh, his trip also emphasizes the importance of Ukraine uh, passing key legislation to advance rule of law anti-corruption and economic reforms that will strengthen Ukraine's democracy and economy and further uh, Euro-Atlantic integration. To your question, Scott, the Biden administration is committed to ensuring that NATO's door remains open to aspirants when they are ready and able to meet the commitments and obligations of membership and con contribute to security in the Euro-Atlantic area. The United States supports Ukraine's effort to advance rule of law reforms and economic growth and its borders, uh, its border fight against Russia aggression. Remaining open is not a no. No, we, we support, we support it. You support Ukraine joining NATO? I'm saying, yeah, yeah, and the, like I said, the Biden administration is committed to ensuring that NATO's door remains open to aspirants when they are ready and able to meet the commitments. So they have to meet the commitments and the obligations of membership and contribute to security in the Euro-Atlantic area. There's also a report last night that the administration is considering using the Magnitsky Act against Central American leaders. Can you explain the thinking on that? I, I don't have anything for you on that in particular, uh, but, you know, we can... Uh, yeah. Does President Biden intend... Will he, will he broker any deals with allies to move uh, troops or military assets from Afghanistan and put them in other areas uh, in the world? Um, so what I can say to that is, uh, as, as you know, when it comes to Afghanistan, the president's intent is clear, right? The U.S. military departure from Afghanistan will not be rushed or hasty. Uh, just wanted to reiterate that it will be deliberate and conducted in a safe and responsible manner that ensures the protection of our forces. Uh, potential adversaries should know that if they attack us during our withdrawal, we will defend ourselves and our partners with all the tools at our at our disposal. Uh, the, the withdrawn from Afghanistan is underway, and as the president has said, all will be completed by September. Any other questions, I will refer you to the But does he plan to move any troops or, or assets somewhere else in the world? To I would refer you to Department of Defense. Can I ask you for an update on the OMB director as well? Well, what's the status of that? 
I don't have any personnel uh, announcement to preview for you today. How about on a job for near attendant? Any updates there? Nothing. No, no personnel announcement for you today on this ride to Louisiana. <laughs> a lot of employers, uh, there's in the news, they're they're struggling to find workers despite uh, high unemployment uh, still, um, and and uh, among the reasons are, you know, COVID fears are are also, uh, you know, some of the unemployment benefits people are, are pointing to. Is the Biden administration uh, concerned about that and holding back the economy? say this, and uh, thanks for your question, Alex. Uh, these unemployment programs uh, have provided a, a, a lifeline to 47.9 million Americans since the beginning of the pandemic who lost their jobs through no fault of their own. These programs continue to provide critical benefits to those who have been hardest hit by the pandemic. Look, we recognize uh, the, that the labor supply has been affected by the pandemic, to your point, as you were just laying out with coronavirus. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, people's concerns about that and the child care and school disruptions. Uh, we are seeing little evidence though uh, that enhanced unemployment benefits are currently affecting Americans' willingness to work. I mean, look, the way that we see it is that people want a job, right? They want to be able to have those benefits. They want to be able uh, to have the retirement uh, benefits. Uh, so this is something that Americans really need and want. And, uh, you know, we still have a lot of work to do, which is why we put forth the American Jobs Plan, the American Infrastructure Plan, which is why we see the American Rescue Plan really having an effect. We see the evidence of that. But, uh, but, but we do see, like, we do understand, and we should understand that people really do want a job to protect their future and their family's future. Comments from Representative Kular, um, who said that the DHS facility pictures are misleading and that it looks like that um, they just moved them down the corner and the DHS pictures showing the empty facilities is a bit misleading. Has the president seen those comments? Um, I don't have any update on if the president has seen those comments. Um, I do. I yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any update on that for you. I, I I'll come back to you with, and give you more information. A strategy around um, evictions moratorium. The federal judge said it's plainly illegal. Um, what the administration did on that. Uh, what's what's your strategy going forward? So we disagree with the district uh, court's decision. Uh, as the Department of Justice said yesterday, this decision conflicts with the rulings of other courts and DOJ has already filed a notice of appeal. And last night, the judge granted an administration stay for 10 days, meaning the moratorium uh, will remain in effect until at least May uh, 16th. We recognize the importance of the eviction moratorium for Americans who have fallen behind on rent during the pandemic. At the end of April, there were over 6 million renters who had not paid back rent, according to the U.S. Census, making them more at risk of eviction. Through a whole-of-government approach, we are working to ensure that rental assistance gets to those that need it the most. There was a report today that at least, a, or something close to a dozen CIA officers may have been targeted in these energy attacks and that there's an official investigation or review underway. What can you tell us from the White House's side? have any more on that. I know Jen has spoken to it. I spoke to it last week. I would um, I would direct you to the, the State Department on that one. Really 
going to see uh, re lifted restrictions on travel from Europe? Uh, I don't have anything more for you on the travel. Ongoing discussions about lifting that, though. I mean, I clearly, you know, we talk to our experts on that. Um, we're, we 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 uh, follow the experts and the doctors when it comes to uh, when it comes to anything that's COVID COVID related, as you can imagine. But I don't have anything more on that. Well, he's starving for beignets today. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, I we all love beignets. <laughs>
This show has been produced by Depictions Media. Please contact us at depictions.media for more information. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.